Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Yosef, Tadawaba for sponsoring Lunch and Learn. Yosef, you, you, you're like the glue that keeps this shul together. Tadawaba. Really, really thank you so much for getting it. Exactly. Um, we're going to learn today a story in Mesechet Ta'anit, Chaf Amud Aleph to Chaf Amud Bet, a very interesting story, a profound story about one of our great rabbis. Now, we've spoken about this kind of an idea before. Whenever we see great rabbis doing something that appears to be somewhat uh, inappropriate, inappropriate or wrong, obviously we have to understand exactly what's going on. But the Gemara is going to tell us a story that I think we could learn a big lesson from as well. Something about working on our own midot, developing ourselves, our own character. Mm-hmm. Everybody has flaws, everybody has chesronot, lackings. But there's work that we could do to improve ourselves. That's just, we all know that. The Gemara tells us the following story. It starts off with Tanur Abanan. It's the third to last line on Chaf Aleph. A person should always be rach kekane. Rach means uh, flexible. That's soft or flexible in this context. Like a kane. You know what a kane is? What's a kane? Or a kana? How do you say pen in Hebrew? Pen. Et? What's pencil? Okay, I don't know. Kane is a reed. Kane is a reed. A reed. A reed, a reed. You know those things that grow, that grow in a swamp, those like uh, grass-like, oh, like bamboo, like bamboo, like bamboo, like similar idea. You should be flexible, like something like that, like a reed. And don't be harsh or strong or stubborn, I should say, like Erez. What's Erez? It's a name. Mm-hmm. But also, what does Erez mean? Erez. It's a type of tree. It's called cedar trees. It's the English translation. Erez, Erez with a Zayin. Erez is a cedar tree. Erez Balvanon, exactly. Erez Balvanon Yiske, exactly. Exactly. So be flexible like the reed, which is this plant-like material, and don't be stubborn or harsh like a strong tree. Now, we're going to see in a moment what that means, but the idea is is that we have to be flexible, be easygoing in life. We can't be stubborn. We can't be full of ourselves. Easygoing, work on ourselves. No ego, exactly. Okay, so there's different gear south. We'll go with the Gemara in front of us. There is a story that Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, was coming. He was coming from the Beit Midrash. Okay, so this Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, had studied a lot of Torah. And that's a great thing. Problem was, he studied Torah so much, and he started to become a little bit full of himself. You know, usually you look at it in a very positive way. Studying Torah is wonderful. But if you allow that to get to you, get to your head, then it creates problems. So the Gemara tells us... Proud. Proud is okay. I'm happy with what I'm doing. But not that it should lead you to bad midot. It could. It could if you let it get to you. Make you a big head. It's not a good thing. So this Rebbe Lazar Rabbi Shimon was traveling from the Beit Midrash. He was riding on a donkey. And he was very happy. 
this is the problem. Simcha Gdola is wonderful, by the way. Simcha Gdola is great. The problem was, Literally, it means his intention or his knowledge was heavy on him or great on him, which means he was full of himself. And that's a problem. And that's a problem. Because he learned a lot of Torah. We actually learned in Perkei Torah Harbe. If you learned a lot of Torah, don't look at it like you're so great because the Kachnot that's your mission in life. The point is, of course we should be proud, we should be happy with what we're doing, but not let it make ourselves become haughty, become Ba'alei Ga'ava. And that's the problem that we're going that's to see I over here. Okay, that's a bad excuse. Chas <laughs> v'shalom. <laughs> we should learn a lot of the Halavai, we should learn so much Torah that we become Ba'alei Ga'ava. For us, it's, it's a mitzvah. For him, we're going to see he made a mistake. During the Chaf Mudvet, so this Rav Elazar of Rabbi Shimon was traveling, and the Gemara tells us something very interesting. Nizdamen lo adam echad. He bumped into a certain person. Tosafot learns this was Eliyahu Anavi. Eliyahu Anavi, Adam echad. This was Eliyahu Anavi, and he came to create a story that would give him Musar. Basically, it means Eliyahu Anavi showed up so that. There could be a story as we're about to see. And Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon would realize it's not appropriate to be Dato Gasalav. He can't be in this mindset of, of Gava. Well, let's. Oh, you know the story. Great. So the Gemara says this fellow who was Tosafot tells Zelioanavi showed up. Shaya Mechuar Biyoter. He was exceedingly ugly. So this fellow shows up. He doesn't just say he was ugly, he was exceedingly ugly. That's what Gemaraz, can you, can you imagine? The Gemaraz is very ugly. Amarlo sees this fellow and he's shocked. You know, like we learned by Yaakov Avinu, Paro sees how old he is. He says, how many, how old are you? So Shimon sees this guy and this guy says to Rabbi Shimon, he says, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. So he says, this person said, this person really early on, he said to Rabbi Shimon, Shalom Alecha, peace on you, Rebbe. He didn't respond. He didn't respond. The rabbi Rabbi Lazar didn't oh, respond. The ugly, the ugly guy said, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, and he didn't respond. Wow. So I've seen before, it's, 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 it's said, and Chazal say in different places, one of the reasons that you know, the Torah emphasizes that our imahot were very beautiful. You ever thought about yeah, that? Yeah. What's Pshat? Why is it that the Torah says they were Yefet Torah, Yefet Mareh, they were beautiful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we need to know about oh, that business for? That. Why? What is that for? What's the purpose? So I've seen brought down, Pshad is, oh, it, Pshad is, is that if somebody is so beautiful inside in their Midot and Maasim, it's reflective on the outside, they're beautiful as well. Now, it's not necessarily reflective Pshad. today. You look at a model over there, it doesn't have anything to do necessarily with their inner world. But because of that, if somebody is exceedingly ugly, it could be that's reflective that they're negative inside. So Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon did not respond. Now we're going to see this was wrong. We're going to see, he should have treated him nicer. We're going to see, that was wrong, but that could be his calculation. He didn't respond. So Amar Lord, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, said back to this person, Reka, empty one. He called this guy an empty one, very strong. Kama aish. You're so ugly. How ugly are you? Shema. Oh. Oh, you know the story, Yosef. Shema. Shema. Maybe all of the people who come from your city are ugly like you. He said, I can't believe you're so ugly. Imagine the ugliest person you ever saw. You saw this ugly guy. Very strong way to speak to him. Maybe the whole, all the people from your city are so ugly. I can't imagine how ugly you are. Imagine that's strong. First, he doesn't say, Shalom Aleichem back. 
And then he says, you're so ugly, you must come from a place that's so ugly. Very no, strong way, very offensive. Terrific. And we're talking about a great uh, rabbi. Okay. It's a bad day. Yeah, a very bad day. His coffee was, was lukewarm that day. <laughs> so the Gemara says, Amar lo, listen to these words. Very strong words, a big lesson here. So this fellow, who again, it was Eliyahu Anavi, really, he said back to Blazar Rabbi Shimon, any odea. I don't know. What's that pizza? So this guy said back to Rabbi Shimon, you're calling me ugly, you're not saying hello back. So he said back like this, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ugly, I'm not ugly. I don't know that whole story. Go and say to the craftsmen who made me, right? you make uh, custom furniture, go tell the craftsman, the worker who made me, who is he talking about? Go, go tell the craftsman who made me, how ugly is this vessel that you made? You hear this? Yeah. Big Musar. Imagine that. This fellow shows up, it's Eliyahu Anavit Tosafot says, you're calling, you're calling me ugly. You're treating me wrong because I'm ugly. Whatever. You want to call me ugly? Go tell the one who made me that I'm it's ugly. Go tell Hakadosh Baruch Hu that I'm ugly. You make ugly men. Yeah. Psh, you see that? Unbelievable. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon realized he had made a mistake. Obviously, he realized that he had done something wrong. What, what do you want to say, Matan? Well, I'm just, I was just I'm giving a little bit of a person. So uh, uh, but also the way that he reacted. So yeah. you can see that he knew that he's ugly because of Maasim, mm-hmm. but he also didn't approach him in the right way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but by the way, on this note, it's a very big lesson in that alone. When you insult another a fellow Jew, for example, you go and you hurt somebody, you insult mm-hmm. somebody, even a goy, by the way, because they're also created by Hashem. Right. It's also the, the creations of Hashem. Mm-hmm. You're not only insulting that person, but who are you? Insulting Hashem. Hashem. Yeah. You're offending Hashem because Hashem created them. Yeah. Hashem put them in this world. They deserve to exist. Again, there's times that you need to, to get involved in certain ways, but you said back, you're calling me ugly. That's a physical character trait, and, and Hashem made me. It's a, we have to be sensitive to that. So you're, you're, you can't just get involved, hurt other people, chas v'shalom. And you're also hurting HaKadosh Baruch Hu, chas v'chalilam. That's not, not a simple thing. Yeah? So that strong Musar. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the Gemara says, When Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon realized that he had sinned, means he accepted the Musar. Yarad He went off of the donkey, means he descended from the donkey. And he prostrated in front of this fellow. He bowed down in front of him. And he said to him, I spoke too much against you. It means I'm, I'm in the wrong. Please forgive me. Okay? He realized he had done something wrong. Yosef, good to see you. He realized he had done something wrong and he said, please forgive me. So this fellow said back to him, I'm not going to forgive you again until you go tell the one who made me I'm not going to forgive you go tell the one who made me that you made an ugly vessel and then I'll forgive you meaning to say is don't take it up with me take it up with Hashem you, you, you insulted him this is obviously again it's Eliyahu and Avi like we said but it was to, it was to give Rebbe Lazar the message exactly he wanted to teach him this Musar fine
So what happened was, this fellow did not forgive Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was traveling after him until he got to his city. means they got to his city, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon's city. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was a great man. So when he got to his city, it was like a great rabbi came to the city. All of the people of the city recognized who he was. And they all came out of the city to greet him, to give him kavod. Now the other guy, they had no idea who he was, but Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, they all knew who he was. So Yatzu Bnei Yiro, the people of the city came out, Likrato, to greet him. V'hayu Omrim Lo, and they said to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, 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 Mori, Mori. They said, Shalom, peace on you, our master, our teacher, etc. to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. Which makes sense, that's what they would say, is he came to a city. So Amar Lahem, so this ugly fellow turned to the people of the city and said, Lamiatem Korin Rebbe, Rebbe. Who are you calling Rebbe, Rebbe? Amrullah, they said, This fellow is traveling behind you. Means, that's clearly a great rabbi. That's who we're calling. Marlahem, so he said back to them, If this is Rebbe, the one you're calling Rebbe, There shouldn't be rabbis like this in the Jewish people. Can you imagine? Now again, this is obviously to teach a lesson, but it's a very strong story. Is it, this guy, the way, this rabbi, the way he talks, if that's a rabbi... Yeah. There shouldn't be rabbis like that. Very strong, right? So let's see. Samrullah, so they said. So they couldn't believe what he said. They said, well, How could you say such a thing? Samrullah, so they said back to this ugly fellow, Why are you saying such a strong statement like that? So he said, This is what he did. He called me ugly. He didn't say shalom back. And uh, it was very offensive. It's very inappropriate. Samrullah, so they said, Okay. We understand. He made a mistake. People make mistakes. But you should forgive him. So he's, I, I'm not going to forgive him. So, nonetheless, you should forgive him. They said to this ugly fellow, look, he made a mistake. He did. And he said sorry and he wants to be forgiven. And he's Adam Gadol Batorah. He's a great person in Torah. Clearly he made a mistake and he spoke out of turn and it wasn't appropriate. We know. We all understand. But forgive him. For the sake of Torah, forgive him. So Amar Lahem, he said, back to the people of his city, I'm not going to forgive him for his sake, but for your sake, the people who recognize that he's a great rabbi, I'll forgive him. Means, if he's really a rabbi of these people, so I'll forgive him for these people. However, as long as, Listen to these words. I forgive him, as long as he's not ragil asotken, what does it mean that he's not ragil asotken? Don't don't act like this again. He does not accustom himself to doing this thing. Now, what does it mean? Simply, he doesn't get used to it. Like what? Meaning, what is he not going to do? Don't treat people in such a harsh way. Don't treat people in such a harsh way. Means I forgive him. That would be the simple understanding. I'll tell you a deeper pshat in a minute. But the simple pshat is, I will forgive him for your sake, as long as condition. Tonight, he's not going to continue treating people in an inappropriate sort of way. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon was forgiven. And the Gemara finishes off with a beautiful note. It says, Miyad nichnas Rabbi Lazar ben Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon, he went in, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, after this story, he went into the Beit Midrash, Vidarash, and he expounded, adam rach You should be uh, flexible, gentle, like a reed. is not harsh, stubborn, Gava, like a uh, cedar tree. Ulefikach, and very interesting. 
because of the nature of a kane, of a reed, that it's gentle, it's flexible. Zacha kane litol himena kulmus lechtov bo sefer Torah filinu mezuzot. Because it's flexible, this this reed, it's a, it's a plant that comes from the but ground. With a feather? Because it's flexible, it was zocheh, that they used that reed to write Sifrei Torah, Mezuzot, and Tefillin. Wow. Meaning the message is, you're right, Matan. You're right, you're right. It's not a feather, but meaning you're right today. But the reality the Gemara is telling us is, is that because it represents this midah of gent, gent, uh, gentle, being gentle, mm-hmm. being flexible, wow. easygoing, so nice, etc. Therefore we write Sifrei Torah with that reed. It's supposed to give the messages. You're going to learn from the Torah, right? But where did the to- what was the Torah written with? It was written with this, with this soft item, with this gentle item. Don't be harsh towards other people. You learn a lot of Torah, that's wonderful. But remember, it was written with something that's gentle. I guess the, the, the feather is also soft, so it makes sense, I guess. So practically speaking, the lesson of this story seems to be, we learn a lot of Torah, Baruch Hashem, but it shouldn't make us harsh towards other people. We have to be gentle towards other people, easygoing. Everybody understand that uh, without all these stories. You know? Well, Chazal like, no, need to tell but us. Joseph, but we had a story with Masechet that we studied. Yes, uh, last week? Uh, no, we studied in the beginning that you can't judge the Tamilacham because Torah is considered as fire. It's true. And since it's considered as fire, they actually, sometimes when they actually react, it's because of the fire of Torah. Right. And they're not hard like rock. It's true. It's not very really Talmud Chacham. So we, we have to also. Be hard and everything else, but you can't be embarrassing people. 100%. To an ugly man, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, in this story, he saw his actions. They, he saw the inner, so he said, mm-hmm. because he saw the inside. No, it's not inside. That's, That's not inside. So listen, Kevin, listen, I want to tell you what the Marsha says, an unbelievable thing here. Yeah. What is that language? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be used to that. But what does that sound like? Don't be used to One second. People. If you say ragil, that he's not accustomed to doing this. Usual. Usually, he shouldn't speak like this. But what does that imply? What's the implication? It says, it usually... Exactly. The implication of the Gemara... <laughs> says the Marsha, if you understand the Gemara at face value, it sounds like... Usually he can't speak this way, but oh, sometimes he could mistreat yeah, people. Really that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. One second. That doesn't make any. So the Marsha says it can't be the pshat is that he usually shouldn't speak inappropriately because the implication would be then. But I do forgive him even if sometimes he speaks this way. How could he possibly say such a thing? Clearly, it's wrong. So listen to what the Marsha explains differently. What do you want to say, Yeshlam? Even if he no, he's saying even if it's not a Eliyahu Navi, yeah, you shouldn't treat anybody so, that so way. That, uh, but the point is, is that it can't be sometimes. It has yeah. to be saying you never talk this way. Right. So the Marshal learns differently. I'll tell you so in a second. Usually means those people that they study Torah, they shouldn't talk like that. And if they don't know Torah and they don't have any knowledge, maybe. But you're not allowed to talk. But he didn't know who this guy was. He didn't know it was Eliyahu Anavi. He didn't know. And right. what the guy was saying is, you shouldn't. You should never talk this way. How can you say Ragil Bekach? How can you say Ragil Bekach? You never talk this way to somebody. So the Marsha says differently. Listen to this idea. Yosef, you're going to like this. Listen. Hello. The Marsha says what Ragil means is Lashon Margil. You shouldn't accustom yourself in a behavior that will lead you to talking this way. 
Let me explain to you what that means. You shouldn't be a balgava because if you're a balgava, it will lead you to speaking in a negative way towards other people. It means that ragil, learn it as margil. Don't accustom yourself in a certain midah of negative midah, which will lead you like to act this way. Ah. Means what the guy was saying was. If you have this issue of gava, work on yourself so that you are never going to act this way. But the starting point, actually, I want to read you the words of the Marsha. He says, Don't do something that will lead you in this direction. You shouldn't allow yourself to be balgava, to be full of yourself. Because that accustoms you, that leads you to speak negatively towards other people. Like you said, how ugly is this person? Means that the, the Musari was telling him is a little bit deeper. He was saying, you have a bad midah. Right? I'm not telling you don't behave negatively. What I'm telling you is work on the source of the issue. Because if you don't work on the source of the issue, there will be another circumstance. You'll get, you'll get upset or whatever it is, and then you'll speak negatively again. What he was saying was don't be a balgava. Work on the source of the issue. So you're not going to so speak this way in the future. And I want to tell you a big lesson from this chevra. We all have chesronot. We all have lackings. We all know that everyone in their own. Maybe not we get everyone, upset. Okay, fine. Not Yosef. Fine, not Yosef. Everyone besides Yosef has chesronot. Everyone has lackings. Maybe we get angry too quickly. Maybe we, uh, we eat too much pizza. Maybe we, maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is, you know, maybe we, uh, we're, we're too rough with other people. I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever the point is. It's very important to recognize what is the source of the issue. It means if we're focused on the immediate, when, there's, when I'm getting excited and then I'm going to speak out of turn, by then you're lost. Meaning, once you're already getting cut off in traffic, if you haven't worked on your midot, of course you're going to scream something negatively to that person. The key is, what is the source of the problem? Because if I work on the source of the problem, when things get hot, exactly, when I'm hot under the collar and somebody cuts me off or speaks negatively towards me, I've perfected my midot, and then what comes out is not going to be bad. So how do you do that? Well, first you have to figure out what the source of the problem is. Is it gava? Is it tava? Is it kavod? What exactly all is driving me? It. Maybe it's all of them. Then we have to go back to basics. But the point is, whatever the underlying source of the issue is, it's only when we work on the source of the issue that when things get hot, when things get uh, tense, then we're gonna then we're gonna act appropriately. But if not, when things get rough, we're gonna, you know, then things get really bad quickly. So he was telling Rabbi Shimon, don't act in a way and don't have the midah that brings you to behave this way. I.e., don't be balgava. Very interesting idea. Bezat Hashem, we'll be zochet to to work on ourselves in the different areas. Again, we all have our issues. Other than Yosef, I say. But the point is, everybody has issues. Hashem, we should all work on our issues and we should be zochet to become great tzaddikim and chassidim like Yosef HaTzadik.